You ready? I'm Lisa. And I'm Kelly. And this is Bad at Boundaries, the podcast where we share personal stories about setting boundaries, healing, and growing into the people we want to be. Get ready to laugh, sigh, and draw the line with us. Super easy first take. I also always feel so weird making small talk with you right before we record because I have things I want to say, but only if they're on the podcast. I know. I'm like, is this content or do we need to get this out of the way first? Seriously, in the car ride over, I'm like, I have so much to tell you, but like, we're going to be talking about it today. So like, we I may guess as well, I'll wait. Yeah, we may as well immortalize it on the pod forever. <laughs> right. Ooh, I don't know if I like calling it the pod. The pod? No, because it sounds like pod people. I also, maybe I've been watching too much Love is Blind. <laughs> I feel like, yes. Wow, okay, wait, is there a new season? I've given up on it. I I also have been watching The Ultimatum. Oh, the queer, queer love? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. See, my thing is, okay, I watched, I made the mistake of watching Perfect Match. Have you mm. seen Perfect Match? Where it's like, no. it's literally all the Netflix stars coming back and trying to find their soulmate amongst the group of Netflix stars. It's 100% exploitation. You can tell everybody's starving, sleep-deprived, and exhausted. And it just, like, it was such a badly done show that I'm now, like, yeah, I can't watch any of these shows. Yeah, because, like, I feel like Love is Blind, only the first season was a true experiment. Mm -hmm. Because anyone that goes on after that, like, knows Mm -hmm. what possible, like, Instagram fame is possible. Yes, yeah. And I feel like that kind of ruined The Bachelor for me, too. Mm -hmm. But I heard a rumor that the next season of The Bachelor is going to be, like, middle-aged people. Yes, and see, now I'm back in. Yeah. Now I'm in because I'm like, I don't feel like those people really are doing this for just Instagram fame. Like, they're not, like, 22 being like, I need to get married now, which, like, Mm -hmm. no human should be like that. I'm sorry. We're living way too long to go by decisions we make in our 20s for our entire life. That's insane. Yeah. But, like... On that topic, (laughs) today's podcast topic is glowing up versus growing up. Ooh, I'm excited. I'm excited to talk about this one. It's a little, like, adjacent to boundaries. Like, it's not quite in our home Mm -hmm. of boundaries. But I feel like at this point, the tail end of season two, it's really fun to kind of expand and stretch out into the whole area of, like, self-development and self-help. So I'm actually really excited to hear what you have to say on this. Because we can't just talk about, like, the foundation. Because I feel like setting boundaries is almost like setting the stage. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, glow-ups... And growing up Mm -hmm. is almost like taking the time to look back and reflect on where you've come from. Yes. Okay. How do you define the difference between the two? Well, okay. For me, I like growing up is just like organic growth over time. It's like it naturally happens just as you get older, as your brain finishes developing. Like even it's it's really funny to look back on my life and like you always hear like you have your initial puberty and then most people go through like a second puberty in their 20s when your brain really finishes developing around like 25 to 27 years old is when you kind of like finish being a human. So to me, like growing up is just when, you know, you kind of reach like your physical peak and beyond. Whereas glowing up, I feel like there's so much like intention and conscious action behind that kind of growth. And like, I almost feel like growing up is more like just the the mechanics of getting older, whereas glowing up is like the mechanics of becoming the person you want to be. 
Does that make sense? Yeah. (laughs) I kind of look at it a little differently. So Mm. I look at like a glow up feels like external. So it's almost like figuring out where you want to be, figuring out the habits that you maybe need to change to get Mm. there. Um, and then figuring out what you need for accountability. So mm-hmm. if anything, like a glow up feels like something that you're like showing mm-hmm. to the world. Yeah. Whereas I feel like growing up is a little more like internal and it's like it's foundational changes to like who you are and how you behave as a, as a person. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like it feels like it's something that's like more for you than for like the people who are perceiving you. Totally. Also, I had a really weird thing happen to me yesterday. Ooh. So, okay, yesterday was just like one of those days. Like John and I were really busy. Like we were out all day. We walked the dog. We like went and met up with some friends. We went out to dinner. We went golfing. So we we're like doing just so much activity outside of the house, which we are such homebodies. We never do that. Um, but it was a day where every time we entered a new space we would run into an, another person we knew. Like, Ooh. I am not joking. We must have run into a dozen people we knew yesterday. And, like, not intentional. Like, we did see some friends. We, like, went to dinner with friends. We went golfing with friends. But there were so many just, like, random people from our past. Like, for example, John at a stoplight looked over and his ex-girlfriend who moved to Australia, like, seven years ago, was in the car next to us. But you know who I ran into? It was my ex-boyfriend's cousin. We were walking the dog, like, kind of next to the river, and this jogger comes up. And, like, the second I see her, I'm just like, man, like, she looks really familiar. And both of us are wearing, like, hats and sunglasses, and she stops to pet the dog. And then all of a sudden, I look at her, I'm like, oh, my God. Brittany, like, hey, how's it going? And she had this whole thing where she was like, whoa, like, I didn't really recognize you. And the last time she saw me, I must have been like, I don't know, 21 or 22 and like a completely different version of myself now. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, I, I didn't recognize you, which I thought was really weird because I'm like, I've seen pictures of you at that age. and You kind of look the same. Exactly. And then when I like said basically that to her, I was like, oh, thanks for telling me I'm not aging gracefully. Like, you know, <laughs> just joking. She's like, no, like you just have like a different vibe to you and when she said that I was kind of like huh and then I started like scrolling through my old Instagram because of course anytime somebody says something about me I'm such a narcissist I have to like go back and be like is that true for me now does that resonate with me so I was like looking back on like photos of myself from when she would have known me and I was like I do have a bit of a different vibe and I think it is that combination of like not just growing up and getting older I'm so much happier and healthier and like confident in a way yeah. I didn't used to be, which to me is like the definition of a glow up. Yeah. Yeah. See, and I kind of feel like that's like the confidence aspect of that is like mm. growing up because I definitely am not as affected by my emotions at this age as I was like oh, 10 yeah. years, even five years ago. <laughs> um, and I feel like that's just like a part of getting older. Yeah. I actually had a funny situation at the opposite weekend experience. Oh, so, really? <laughs> um, I was invited to my friend's um, like party out at their farm, which I've been to once before. Yeah. Thankfully, because it is in the boonies. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a nice drive out. I sang along to Taylor Swift the whole way. A classic. And then I get there and I knew like my one really good friend and her husband and their dog and baby would be there. Yeah. And then I realized that those were, like, the only people I knew. Oh. <laughs> um, 
And it wasn't like at a house party environment, I can casually infiltrate any conversation. Yeah. But because we were outside at a farm, there were people on the front porch. Yeah. There were people around a fire pit. Oh, so which like everywhere. We couldn't go to because baby. baby. Mm-hmm. There were people like wandering the ground. So I was like, you literally had to like march towards someone with oh, like. Two hundred meters of visibility <laughs> yeah. in order to go talk to different people, and at that point, like the extrovert in me, just gave up and like <laughs> peaced out for the day. Oh my god! And I like sat down <laughs> next to my friend, and I was like, Mm-mm. "I nope." And she was like, "Yeah, honestly," but she was on the same wavelength. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Wow, this is growing up. We no longer have FOMO." Mm-hmm. She used her baby as an excuse. She was like, "My baby can totally nap around other people." Yeah, but we can also use this in, as an excuse to go. Mm-hmm. So at seven thirty p.m., yes, we yes. left <laughs> and went to her parents have a cabin, uh, like at Pigeon Lake, which is close by. Yeah, so yeah. at seven thirty, oh. we ducked out on the party. Got into our pajamas, watched a movie, and went to bed at huh. 10 p.m. This sounds so and nice. <laughs> I I slept for 10 hours straight wow. in a bunk bed. Oh, my God. Amazing. Yeah. I love how, like, as you, like, get older and just get more settled into being who you are. Like you say, the FOMO mm-hmm. does not hit nearly as hard because you're just so much secure of, like, well, I trust myself to make the right choices that will, like, give me the best outcome from the situation. Yeah. If I was in that situation, like... 10 years ago when I was like 19 or 20, I would be so insane about, I have to make sure I'm at every different area at least yeah. once in the party. And I have to stay until 2am. Otherwise, like how yeah. will I know I didn't miss anything? Yeah. And then you, if you have to leave early, you're like over explaining yourself. Yeah. Like you have to have like the perfect reason to leave. And I'm like, yeah, no, you can just go because you want to go. Oh my gosh. And like just the act of leaving, and even, like, leaving without saying goodbye, if it's that kind of situation, like, you walk into the party and, like, you're just not feeling the vibe of the people or the situation, just sometimes there's so much power in being, like, I don't have to explain myself to anyone. I know this is not going to be good for me, so I'm just going to, like, turn around and walk right out. I am also the rudest house guest. <laughs> yeah, which is fair. So yeah. I felt like it was making me reflect on, like, a different house party experience I had, like, years ago. Like, this is probably, like, seven or eight years ago. Yeah. Um, But I didn't know a ton of people. You know when it's, like, high school adjacent yeah. people? So, yeah. like, you'll recognize people, but it's not people you're going to, like, text in advance to coordinate with. Yes. So I had that option, and then... One of my good friends, I was still teaching at the time, mm-hmm. um, her husband's in the military, and she was like, please come with us to this military party um, because she, the, uh, I, I don't even know what it's called, but, like, the division that her husband was in mm-hmm. was not, like, frontline people. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what it was called, but she was like, this is, like, the behind-the-scenes team. Okay. And she was like, they are a very close-knit <laughs> shy group of people oh god yeah so I was there we were probably playing ear pong for like 45 minutes before I was acknowledged by any of the men there (sighs) and I was like you know what but she and I were having a great time like we think like to each other we're both hilarious Mm -hmm. um so that was great and then when it got to a point where I was like I've had enough here slash I've had a couple yeah. couple beverages. <laughs> then I had 
the bravery to go to the other party. Oh, yeah. And in that case, I immediately ran into someone I knew on the driveway and was huh. like, perfect. I am going to cling to you for dear life. Yes, I am not leaving your side. We became beer pong buddies. <laughs> yeah. To the extent where I forgot to say hello to the host. Really? So oh, So I'd shit. been at that party for almost an hour. Hey. <laughs> and then they came and found me and I was like, oh, yes, yeah, sorry. Oh. Happy birthday. <laughs> um, oh, my God. And I don't think I've ever, like, successfully, like, jumped into a party like that since. Mm. So I don't know if it was just, like, it was, like, the right balance of, like, or, like, confidence and audacity, like, yes. that line between your, like, line. <laughs> when you're, like, solidly in your mid-20s yeah. where you have the energy yes. to do multiple social events, Ugh. but also the confidence to just kind of see how things are going to go. The last party I went to, well, not the, this past weekend, but, like, earlier mm. this summer, someone had gotten a giant bag of tiny rubber ducks. <gasps> yes. And they just were sneakily handing them to people as, like, oh a party God. favor. Oh, my God. It wasn't the host of the party, which it's was the hilarious part. He just had this collection. He was like, he was like, don't tell people you have a duck. Like, don't show this to people. Let everyone be excited when they get their own. Oh, cute. So he was trying to keep it spontaneous. And I was like, that's such a good idea. So... <laughs> Can I say the only way to make this better mm-hmm. is you number all the ducks and then you tell skip the person one. you're, yeah, no, skip like 10 or just like random numbers altogether up to like who cares and tell everyone like your mission is to hide this duck. So then yeah. the host will be stuck. I need to stop pranking the host of parties. Is this why I don't get invited to parties okay, anymore? <laughs> but I actually think this is on topic because it shows that we're going to parties mm. to have fun for ourselves. That's true. Not to be seen by other people. Exactly. And again, I feel like that's just part of growing up. Like the your priorities change yeah. a little bit. And like, yeah, going to have fun and not to... You know, oh, if I don't go to this party, I'm going to be talked about. So I have to go. So I'm not the person who's like odd one out. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like what actually is like, oh, is this person coming? And Mm -hmm. if they're not coming, it's like, oh, okay, I'll have to catch up with them a different time. Yeah. 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 And and that's on growing up. That's on growing up. Well, okay. Question. Do you think you can force yourself to grow up? Like, is that something that only happens organically? Now that we've been saying this out loud, I almost feel like growing up is the journey. Yeah. So it's the experiences that get you to who you are as a person. Mm -hmm. And the glow up is the outcome. So, like, you Mm. can choose to take the tough things in front of you and, like, get through it, be resilient. Mm -hmm. And you're probably not going to thrive at it the whole time. No, you're not supposed to. But I think if you can get to a point where you can take what you've learned, Mm -hmm. take the good out of it, and just try your best moving forward, that's mm-hmm. the glow up. So it's almost like the outcome of the growing up process. Mm-hmm. But that's why I feel like growing up is internal because you have to do the work on the inside first yeah. so that you can consistently like reflect that in front mm-hmm. of other people. I think that's a really lovely way of putting it. Maybe idealistic. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think it, it would be, I think in my dreams, like growing up is like that. But I also like... I know I forced myself to grow up before I was ready. Like, you know, I remember one Christmas I received like this beautiful Barbie dream house and I was like obsessed with it. I would play with it every single day. But that was also the year a few months later I got my first period and all Mm. of a sudden it wasn't fun to be a girl anymore. And I think I've talked about this before. Part of that rebellion was I like stopped playing with Barbies 
really like too young. Like I, I didn't have anything else to do. Actually, this is why I started playing video games from an insanely young age. <laughs> but like looking back on that, especially like then being like so dismissive of like, you know, toys as being for little kids and Barbies for like little girls. I'm kind of like, I think I pushed myself before I was ready and like was projecting so much on so much of what I was feeling on a toy and like trying to force myself into like a role or a mindset that like I wasn't quite ready for it. But I've also done the same as an adult. Like I remember graduating university and all of a sudden it was like, well, you need to have your big girl job. And it was like all of a sudden I wouldn't allow myself time to like mess around anymore. And because of like putting these weird pressures on myself to like grow up and get it together before I was ready, I find that I like skipped a whole bunch of steps when I was younger. And now that I'm older and like more secure with who I am, I'm like reverting back and going back and like redoing or actually having these fun Mm -hmm. experiences. Like, you know, I'm almost 30 and I'm have a podcast where we talk about largely nothing, (laughs) which is very in your 20s. Mostly about ourselves. Yes. Well, it wouldn't be a podcast without us. (laughs) But yeah, no, it's just like, I think it goes to show that like growing up, is such an arbitrary process and it looks different for everyone. Mm -hmm. So like when you force yourself to grow up before you're ready, like all you're doing is cheating yourself out of some experiences that you need to have. But it's also funny because like you're going to end up having those experiences anyway. And I always joke that I was like a late bloomer for everything. Mm -hmm. Like I always felt like I was just like slightly more immature. Like I always Mm -hmm. got along better with like my younger cousins Mm -hmm. and the ones that were directly my age and now I get along with everyone oh Um, do you (laughs) (laughs) yeah I say this as someone actually now that I'm thinking no I have like a a range of friends but I would say like most of my closest friends are like a year or two younger than me Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is a pattern I just noticed (laughs) I think it's the kids who are always called mature when they were younger it's like when they're older they start getting along with people who are younger because again you like oh, I'm so mature, let me act really mature, when it's like, in reality, you need to have those immature days Mm -hmm. in your life. Can I ask you another question? Mm -hmm. Has there ever been like a distinct moment where you felt like very grown up or like looked around and like, oh, fuck, I'm the adult in this situation or like I am grown up now? Uh, Every time I had to take my students on field trips. (laughs) Really? Yeah. There I mean, were, thank God. <laughs> there were a few times. I would actually say that I felt like more of a grown-up when I was student teaching mm-hmm. than when I was um, an actual teacher. Because when mm. I, like, those four years I spent at that school, like, we were winging it. And yeah. we were, like, shutting the uh, staff room door and being like, what do we do? <laughs> but when I was student teaching, I had the ability to ask questions of people who had experience. Yeah. So that kind of forced me to like think about experiences, reflect on them, mm. and then present him and be like, hey, like this is the scenario I'm dealing with. Mm-hmm. This is my like kind of instinctive reaction or like this is a possible solution Mm -hmm. from your experience what do you think so I wasn't like asking my mentor teachers to solve everything for me Mm -hmm. but I had to come to them and I also had to learn because I was kind of in that like middle age where like I looked a lot like the students I was teaching because I was I was pretty close I was 21 so young so I was almost like in this like weird in-between stage Mm -hmm. like the stampers we've talked about yes (laughs) um that like in-between stage where a lot of my students were 
disclosing things like mm. almost like on like a peer-to-peer basis <laughs> and like it, we are not the same <laughs> and it it for the most part it wasn't uncomfortable but I had to like ask my mentor teacher multiple times yeah I was like okay like what are my responsibilities and like mm. at what point do you like tell a student that like you have to disclose something like how do you handle mm-hmm. those conversations oh yeah and for the most part it was like um if students were talking to me about like family drama or navigating like life changes mm-hmm. um things like that like that I was like I've been doing this for years mm-hmm. as a summer mm-hmm. camp counselor mm-hmm. <laughs> and also sometimes as a swimming instructor like oh. you have a kid that was just kind of grumpy for the day and you'd be like okay let's let's just get through it we'll get Mm -hmm. through class and then at the end of class like they'd be like you'd be like how do you feel now and they'd be like much better and then sometimes they would just drop these like wild (laughs) bombs yeah these stories on you and I'd be like that is that's a lot to deal with (laughs) I was like that's a lot for for a kid to deal with yeah um and I was always like tried not to act surprised by anything I think that's like always the best way to start Mm -hmm. but also just to be like hey thanks for telling me yeah and like you don't have to jump to problem solving Mm -hmm. um and I had to get pretty good like at um in some environments just being like oh like thanks for telling me and not saying another word yes or also being like hey like I actually think like it'd be really good if you talk to your parents like Mm -hmm. is that something I can help you with like do you need support to do that or Mm -hmm. like what's up what are we doing Mm -hmm. um or like do you have a trusted adult because like Mm. depending depending on the students I was talking to like it might not be their parents that they were disclosing information right right like there's a lot of different ways to have like guardianship and to have trusted adults yeah um yeah but I think it was some of those scenarios when I was like kind of like looking around I was like nope I (laughs) I'm the grown-up in this situation (laughs) yeah it's me (laughs) um and but I think like when I felt most adult is like when I I was having those kind of conversations with students and Mm. I'd be like I actually don't know yeah I'm being like this is like how I approach problems this is how we do problem solving Mm -hmm. and it was almost like when you gave people the opportunity to like just know that it Mm -hmm. I don't want to say it doesn't get easier but you just get better at like working around what you don't know Mm -hmm. it was like Mm -hmm. those opportunities where I was like oh like I do feel like an adult yeah like like I feel like those are like your (laughs) Obi-Wan Kenobi moments I know aren't those the best when Mm -hmm. you have those okay your answer just like kicked my answers ass (laughs) because like (laughs) first of all the first time I felt like I was a real and true grown-up was when it was the first Christmas in COVID and John came into the living room like Christmas day and he's holding a Canadian Tire uh, flyer. He mm-hmm. looks at me. He's like, you'll never guess what's on sale right now. <laughs> and I was like, what? He's like, starting tomorrow, Roomba robot vacuums are on sale. Regular $6.99. Guess how much on sale for? Ooh, $400. $2.99. Ooh, that's an amazing deal. It was the best day. So... In an amazing day. First and foremost, we went, we got our Roomba, and it was, like, one of those things where, like, you know when you're a little kid, you're like, I know I will have made it when I own this thing. I hated vacuuming as a kid, so I was like, I want a Roomba. I want a robot to do it for me. So we got the Roomba, and same day, we adopted a kitten. So we got to, like, watch the kitten chase after the Roomba. It was so, so much fun. But, like, I think on a more serious note, 
the the times in my life when I've felt the most grown up is when fear has been at the forefront and I've been the only one available to deal with it. Because, like, you know, I'm five foot one. I weigh next to nothing. I'm a teeny tiny woman. Like, usually if there's ever something scary, I'm not the one <laughs> dealing with it, like, mm-hmm. in any way. There's always somebody bigger or, like, more of a threat or more commanding than I am. And, like, the first time I felt like a really big, like, a grown up in charge of a situation was, have I ever told you the story of when my apartment got broken into? No. Your first apartment on your own? First apartment on my own. I had been in there. This happened like mid-October and I had moved in in April. So like I had only been there a few months. And it was really weird because like my floor in my apartment, like I live downtown. So like downtown has its, its quirks with it. But like the building was pretty safe. And like my neighbors were really good too. I had like one really loud couple on one side, which unfortunately we shared a bedroom wall like yeah so it was always really really loud fighting or really loud making up (laughs) so I usually like hung out in my living room if I was home and then I would like literally only be in the bedroom to sleep but did you ever easy a them to like no (laughs) that's a good way to let people know like how much you can hear yeah it's just like hey like I can hear everything but my neighbor on the other side was super quiet and I never like met them before like ever Mm -hmm. never seen them going in and out like nothing so I was I was actually supposed to go out for a girls night with a couple of my friends but everybody it was one of those like nights where everybody bailed last minute so I was like all I want to do is put on a pajama set and sit on my couch with a glass of wine and like I think I was I was re-watching Gilmore Girls I'm sure I'm sure I was doing that it was fall so I was like sitting there hanging out and I just gotten up to do this was also the point in my life where I was drinking so much wine all the time Mm -hmm. so I'm pretty sure I was about to crack over and like and I'm like in the kitchen and all of a sudden I hear a key in the door and I had like this weird moment where I was like oh John must be coming over and then like right when I like set like the bottle down on the counter I was like I never gave John a key to my apartment and like I heard the door opening and it was kind of like a weird layout so I had like the front door and like a little hallway with like a half wall that like led into the kitchen and then there off the kitchen there were like two different entrances so one led to like the main entryway one led to the like the dining room living room area Mm -hmm. but there was still like if you're sitting on the couch you could like look down that little hall and see who was coming through the front door so I was like, okay, thank God I'm not on the couch and this person can't just beeline in and take me out. So I was in the kitchen. I ran around that like wall that like divided everything off and I just grabbed a lamp off my little, like I had a huge mirror for doing my makeup in the middle of the living room because girl apartments. Sitting on the floor to do your makeup. Literally sitting on the floor to do my makeup. And then right next to it, I had a lamp. So even if I was going out at night, I could like turn it on, have amazing light on my face. Mm-hmm. But I, I picked that lamp up and I remember just rounding the corner. Also the pajamas I was wearing were hot pink and had little like decals and like woven in like candies and popcorn and like ice cream like little snack foods and I round the corner and I see this guy coming into my apartment and it was like like all the true crime podcasts I've ever listened to just like revved up inside me were they wearing like normal clothing or like all black so at this point I had not taken in who who the person was and I just you know how you say you think you're gonna like are you a fight flight or freeze person I always thought I was a flight person I'm a freeze 
oh, I'm a fight person, apparently, because I grab this lamp and I round the corner and I roar in a voice that I like can't even summon to this day. I yell out, can I help you, motherfucker? Like <laughs> as loud as I can in my little pajamas. And this guy like stops dead. And I look at him and I'm like, OK, he's like very cleaned up. He looks like younger than I am, like university age. And he's holding like a giant duffel bag. And then I realize in his hand, he's holding a set of keys. And I look at him and he looks at me. He's like, I'm looking for my Airbnb. <laughs> what? Like, what? And he was like, yeah, is this like apartment like eight, whatever? And I was like, no, it's apartment 804. The, the other one you're looking for is the one next door. So I thought I had had a neighbor who I just never saw next door to me. It was an Airbnb. Oh. And for everybody who doesn't know, when they like build your apartment building, they get all their locks and keys from one locksmith. Mm-hmm. So if you're living in, in an apartment with like 14 floors, there are only so many like lock and key combinations from one manufacturer. Mm-hmm. So I just happened to get the same key as my next door neighbor. So this whole time I could be going into that Airbnb and like hanging out and they could have been coming into my apartment at any given time. So like the adrenaline rush I had and like we called the cops and like the cops were just like, yeah, you just happened to get a bum key. They like changed my lock. Like it wasn't that big Mm -hmm. of a deal. But in that moment, like I truly was like, I'm living my worst nightmare of like a break and enter while I'm home. Like, this is what I've been training for. And And you've done everything right. Like, you locked the door, and that's supposed to work. It's supposed to work. But as I found out from the police, like, locks only keep an honest person out. Like, there are ways, even without a key, to break down a door very easily if you are, like, a ready-sized person. So, yeah, in that moment, like, that fear, I remember, like, the guy right away was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm going to leave. He was like, I will not be back in here. Like, I don't want you to feel weird. Like, I'm just trying to get to my Airbnb whatever of course I still like left the apartment and didn't stay over there yeah but yeah that was a moment where it's like facing fear and it's like okay well nobody's around to like take care of you girlfriend time time to kick some ass apparently is that crazy yeah and like at least he had a good response like yeah. it sounds like he backed off right away but mm-hmm. still like but not honestly if somebody had been coming in to actually hurt me I don't think they would have been very intimidated by the slightly intoxicated <laughs> woman in the pajamas holding the lamp pink pajamas <laughs> yeah. was it like a table lamp or a floor it was lamp? a table lamp like it okay. was pretty small <laughs> I was like I just picked up something that I knew I could throw and even like after he left I was like Lisa the lamp was like plugged in like it was gonna fall on the floor and not <laughs> really do anything <laughs> like it's not going far from <laughs> no, the wall it was not. But, but you yeah. tried I tried I tried but like I feel like that was a time when I really like kind of found out like this is what I'm made of actually like I can take care of myself and I was really proud that like I didn't just cower in the kitchen like I stood up for myself sidebar on a lighter note <laughs> you want to know the first time I felt old mm-hmm. <laughs> it actually happened today <laughs> Mm. I we have like this little half bath off our master bedroom that like we never really go in because it's an uninsulated half bath so it's either baking hot or ice cold but we're at like Mm. the perfect time of year where it's actually usable temperature and it has the most beautiful natural lighting in there I was not prepared to see my face in natural lighting (laughs) this morning 
How come nobody told me I had like six little black hairs growing out the bottom of my chin? I've never noticed that. I spent so much time plucking out my little beard. I was That's like, a John problem. That is a John problem. But I was like, have I been walking around with a teeny tiny goatee this whole time? And then I was like, how did this happen? They were not always there. When? I've never noticed them. It's a thing, apparently. A lot of women get like... You know how you sometimes get hair, but it's, like, your natural color? So, like, if you're a a blonde, like, they're usually pretty wispy. No, these were thick, coarse little motherfuckers growing out of my (laughs) chin. And it wasn't even, like, you know how if you see, like, wrinkles, whatever, you're like, oh, I'm I'm so distinguished now. No, I was just like, what are you? Get out of here. (laughs) I have the opposite problem because, Mm -hmm. like, my hair was pretty ginger as a kid, but... Well, maybe I have to share a childhood photo. Oh, yeah. But the older I get, like, the slower it's kind of creeping towards blonde. It's, like, it's definitely strawberry blonde now. Yeah, it's definitely strawberry blonde. But I think I'm going to be, like, blonde blonde in, like, a decade or two. Mm. Ooh. Um, but it means my baby hairs are peach fuzz colored. Oh, my so God. So my baby hairs are the same color as my skin right now, which means my hairline looks like it's way further back than it is. Which, but like, like, you can clearly see hair. Like, you can see the texture. When you oh my God, see aging. me in person. <laughs> but I have a job where I'm on Zoom most of the time, so I've, like, realized, I was like, I'm going to have to stop wearing, like, high ponytails. I'm oh going to have God. to like, graduate to my low-founding father ponytails <laughs> and figure out how to make them look cute can instead I, of, like, Gaston. Can I give you a tip mm-hmm. right now? Um, Batiste dry shampoo. If you or any other woman is self-conscious of the, ba- the baby hair. anyone with long hair. Anyone with long hair or anybody who just needs a little extra filler. Um, the Batiste dry shampoo, they make, like, four colored hair so they make a black dry shampoo a brown Mm -hmm. red blonde and like it's just enough pigment where like it Mm -hmm. just kind of it takes the edge off like a teeny tiny bit i'm in between though the blonde is too blonde and the red is too aerial well talk to me in 10 years when you when you join my team but speaking of changing hair colors let's let's talk about glow ups have you had a glow up at all recently I wouldn't say recently, but I have a history of mm-hmm. uh, when I was going through tough things, <laughs> usually at school, usually it was they would ban a book, and I would, I dyed my hair purple one time, oh, I did burgundy streaks one time, mm-hmm. I did pink another time, I got bangs. Girl, I was that waiting was, for that. <laughs> I actually, so I, when I was at Folk Fest, yeah. I texted my hairdresser because she was also there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had seen her earlier that day, and I was like... Hey, like, Feist hair looks really cute. I'm texting you now to tell you I like her bangs. So when I text you, like, a month from now to say I want bangs, you know I'm not in crisis. <laughs> You're like, I promise everything's fine. Mentally, I'm doing okay. I just like these yeah. bangs. Because wow. I've had straight across bangs a couple mm-hmm. times before. But when I was younger, like, mm. my skin was just too greasy <laughs> to, yeah. like, make it work. And then I just shower oh. too much. And- I stand a greasy queen. I was also a greasy queen. Well, now I know how to use dry shampoo. Right. So. Right. I think I'd have better odds. I also don't snowboard as much. So mm. before I had this issue where, like, spring and fall, mm-hmm. great hair. I love it. Winter? <laughs> nope. <laughs> wait, have, I think I've told it on this podcast, but I went on a date one time where I wore my snowboard helmet the whole drive home. <laughs> like, the whole 30-minute drive home because I forgot to pack a headband or toque to hide my bangs. I thought you were – wait, were you on the date wearing the helmet? So we were snowboarding for the okay. Date. That was I was like not you wearing yeah. the helmet to the date. <laughs> no, no, no. We were snowboarding on this date, and yeah. then I go to the bathroom when we're done for the date because he's driving me home. I take off my helmet. And I was like, 
Oh no. Oh, so he was in the car and you were just chilling. He was, <laughs> he was driving me home while I'm still wearing like my green snowboard helmet with the goggles on top. Please tell me you just didn't explain and let him assume that you thought he was a terrible driver. I said I didn't want to forget it. <laughs> Meanwhile, because I I didn't bring my snowboard bag oh that day, gosh. I think. Yeah. Um, like I just like carried it because it was easier. I have I have the men's largest size of snowboard bag possible, so that mm-hmm. when I fly with my snowboard, mm-hmm. I can pack all my clothing in there. Yeah. So I use like my little like grocery tote bags and pack those full of clothes. Mm-hmm. And then one, it helps it make sure my snowboard doesn't slide around. But then I also don't have to pay to check another bag. Mm. So you think okay? You think a glow up is purely physical, then? I think I think a glow up is like when you've come out the other side. Like I think mm. growing up is the process, mm-hmm. which like we're not really done, but there are there are stages. Oh, absolutely. But then I think the glow up is like how you appear once mm. you're kind of like through that transformational phase. See, for me, I view like growing up as just like the overall arc of my life. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm never going to be finished growing up. Mm -hmm. Well, I will be when I die. Then I'll be done. But, like, I do believe, like, it's kind of our responsibility to, like, grow and change and develop as we get older. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, I find I go through stages of, like, grow, grow, grow. And then I almost use, like, a glow up as, like, a trigger point to, like, instigate more. Launch point. Yeah. So, like, for example, like, what I've been doing the last few months, I would classify as a a glow up. At times, it was very close to a mental health crisis. (laughs) But those two kind of go hand in hand for me. Because, like, I was at my old job. And I just, like, I knew it wasn't right. And I also knew that if I stayed there, I couldn't, like, there was nowhere for me to grow within the job and it was like having negative impacts on every other area of my life so it kind of reached this point where it was like my intuition was telling me that the only way to get further in any area of my life was to leave the job even though I really didn't have a plan for like what would happen when I left that job I was like I really want to get the podcast going I have a couple other creative things I really want to do but like in terms of how how money will be flowing to me no idea how that would work. So, like, I feel like by sort of, for lack of a better word, like, setting my life kind of on fire for a few months, it really, like, challenged me to, like, grow past it. In a weird way, I'm just realizing I do my best work, like, growing up and glowing up when I am put myself into a fear state. Because that's where I've been operating out of the last little bit. I really got to revisit my, like, childhood money trauma and all the anxiety I have when money is not flowing consistently. Mm -hmm. And it really helped me change a lot of those behaviors and, like, be comfortable confronting that. Mm -hmm. And, like, it really changed the way I communicate with my partner, too, just by going – kind of, like, forcing myself into some hardship – And in a way, I feel like that's how you know you're on the precipice of a glow up is all of a sudden things that you were perfectly content with months ago no longer feel true to you. They no longer resonate anymore. It's like a sign that like the growing up is done and now you're about to be launched into a full scale glow up. Ooh, so your glow Mm -hmm. up is the growth phase. It is. It is, which is weird. So in many ways, I think like as as much as there are, like, differences between growing up and glowing up, I think they're both, like, integral components of the same process of, like, personal evolution. 
Okay, what about this definition? Mm. Glow-ups are the part that you have control over. Yes. And growing up is just, like, the journey that you're thrown on. Yeah, and I also think glow-ups, too, are the part parts where you get to look back on all the growth and be like, God, thank God that was so hard. Or, like, I got myself in or out of that situation. Or like, thank God that's done. <laughs> yeah, and, like, now I get to enjoy, like, this part of, of success. You know, it's almost like... It's so corny to, like, compare yourself to, like, a flower that's growing and blossoming. But you start as a seed, buried in the dirt. You figure your way out. All of a sudden, you're on the outside of the world. You have to deal with the rain, you know, the wind, whatever. You get bigger. You get stronger. Then you bloom. That is the glow up. And then you go to seed and the cycle starts all over again. Yeah. God, I'm so philosophical. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think, yeah, like, if if mm-hmm. we use that metaphor, then, like, the elements, so, like, the mm-hmm. amount of, like, rain or, mm-hmm. like, intervention that's coming in, like, how windy it is yeah. would be, like, enduring that is your growing up process, mm-hmm. and the glow up is the part where you finally get to bloom. Where you get to bloom, and all of a sudden, you got all the bees buzzing, and you got the sun shining, and you're photosynthesizing, and, yeah. like, yeah, I think that's actually a really nice way to put it. And I think maybe I was looking at a glow up as almost, like, the part that you're showing off of yeah. your journey. Yeah. Well, I also think, like, it can be kind of performative mm-hmm. in a way, especially when you're, like, when things are going good, I want to share that with everyone. When things aren't mm-hmm. going well, that's when I get real quiet. I kind of do the opposite. When mm-hmm. I'm not satisfied with something mm-hmm. I or, like, I need feel like I need to, like, shake something up, mm-hmm. that's when I start posting a lot because I'm, like, yeah. I need the accountability mm-hmm. and I need this external validation to remind me that, like, yes, this is a good thing to be doing and, like, I'm on the yeah. right track. But usually that's when I'm, like, at the most insecure part of that journey. Mm-hmm. And then when I get more confident or something mm-hmm. is more of, like, a routine, mm-hmm. then I don't need to take a picture video, like, every time I do certain activities. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard the phrase, like, make your moves in silence have you ever heard that phrase before I don't think so so this is such a funny origin but I get it through tarot readings a lot I don't know if it's just like the particular like phrase from like my reader or whatever but her thing is always like you know make your moves in silence like you don't need to blast like every good thing or every new initiative to everyone like some things are just better without like Mm. other people's opinions or other people's judgment and I can always tell that I'm on to something good when I kind of let it speak for itself and I don't feel the need to like blast it from the rooftops and like brag for lack of a better term if we go back to like our growth Mm. metaphor it's almost like share the forest not the saplings yes yes oh my god we should write a book Kelly we should we should we'd be good at that we should each write individual books and then also <laughs> write them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Shmush> them together. <laughs> Alternating POV. No, I hate that style of writing. No, you can't. I, That's how I'm writing my book. No, no, no. Like when different authors write. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. Yeah. Like when I've seen it work well. I can't remember who, who wrote it, but if I can remember mm-hmm. the book where I actually enjoyed it, where one author was writing, and it wasn't a fan fiction, I promise it was a real book. <laughs> I was just thinking, I've written a, a fan fiction that had three different authors and three different point of views. Yes, it was a Harry Potter fan fiction. I wrote the perspective of Ron Weasley. <laughs> Who were the other characters? Uh, Hermione Granger, which my friend Emily wrote for, 
and Harry Potter, which my friend Ooh. Matt wrote for. Is this the lost fanfic that I'll never get to read? No, no. I I can give you access to the other fanfic. I would but love I don't to read want it. to. It's so sexually explicit, Kelly. As they all were. <laughs> they were very sexually explicit. Okay. Okay, I have another story of like when I realized I was a grown up. Yeah, let's go it's, back. So I think when I was younger, I read a lot of books, mm. mostly fantasy, because I wanted to read about, like, unrealistic scenarios mm-hmm. so that I didn't feel like I was, like, lacking life experience because I was like, well, that's super impossible. That's oh, never yeah. going to happen to me. Mm-hmm. So I could just enjoy the journey that these characters were on. Mm-hmm. And now in the last little while, I kind of flip-flopped. So, like, I wouldn't say I'm always reading, like, nonfiction regularly I kind of like it has to be something I'm specifically interested in Mm -hmm. but I read nonfiction at all Mm -hmm. and I can I think I've also gotten better reading a story Mm -hmm. with unlikable characters or with like kind of an unbelievable plot Mm -hmm. and if the character development and like the emotions the characters are processing is well done yeah like that's all I need yeah like I'll have friends like send me books and Mm -hmm. I'll be like Sometimes I'm surprised at, like, what I do or don't want to read these days. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely, like, these days, I've been tiptoeing more into, like, the nonfiction stuff. Mm -hmm. But I've also been, like, in the self-help nonfiction Mm -hmm. section. Like, I'm not... (laughs) I can't even think of any other examples of, like, nonfiction right now. But, like, I'm only reading self-help. But, again, if I'm going to be consuming content, it has to, like resonate with me in some way it either needs to be a reflection of like the journey I've been on so like growing up or like where I aspire to be glowing Mm. up god look at me put a little bow on that (laughs) Mm. all right let's let's summarize today what how can we draw the line so I think like growing up and glowing up like can both be really positive oh yeah like processes or targets mm-hmm. but as a reminder it's important to make sure that you're the one deciding what those yeah. milestones look like and making sure that what however you're working towards it you're working towards something that matters mm-hmm. to you and not just like aiming for something that society wants because mm-hmm. I tend to find, like, when I've gotten stuck in those patterns of just, like, following along, I don't actually learn anything about myself along the way. I agree. I feel like I do do my worst work when I'm just trying to keep pace Mm -hmm. with what everyone else is doing. And I think... One of, one of the most important things I've learned while growing up, it is really important to just go at your own pace. And yeah, like you say, hit your milestones when it feels right for you to hit those milestones. And just if I could go back and change one thing about myself, it would be caring less what other people are doing and what they think. And, you know, getting more confident to have my own thoughts, feelings, opinions, and goals earlier. Yeah. I wish I could do that. but And I think it's also... And, like, this is something I'm still working on. But, like, mm. when you do go through, like, a change process, mm-hmm. owning that change. So yeah. not reverting into, like, old versions of yourself because that's easier for people to handle. Mm-hmm. Because they're used to a certain version of you. Yeah. It is it is really hard not mm-hmm. to basically shrink yourself to fit other people's comfort levels. And on on that note, if you feel yourself needing a glow up, Please do the Lisa method and just <laughs> just set some stuff on fire. And what's left amongst the ashes usually is the stuff that's supposed to be there. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, Rosebud Thorn. Ooh, I think Rose is my grandma's 90th birthday is coming up. 
So, HBD. Yeah, so Grandma Barb. So Barb. I have a lot of family coming into town, so I'm just excited. Uh, yeah. What's your rose? Well, I have exciting news. Mm-hmm. I got that job I really wanted, mm-hmm. which I start next week, which is freaking insane. So you'll have started by the time people hear this. By the time people hear this, I will have fully, I will, that will be my first week. So Ooh. how's this for a boundary? <laughs> Are people allowed to ask you how your first week is going? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mostly because I have, I have missed so much having like work stuff to talk about because that's what everyone our age is doing. Like, yeah, you have your friends where you talk more so about like family stuff or like relationship stuff. But like for so much of my social life, I haven't had anything to say the last few months because I don't have any professional updates. So like, it's just going to be nice to have have, that normalcy back. You have updates. You just don't have small talk at your disposal. I do not. I mean, I've been like, I love small talk. I small talk like a motherfucker and I have nothing to say. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Plus just like, I come from like a marketing background. That's pretty much my entire resume. And this is the first foray into philanthropy which is really where I want to be. I think it's the first step of like, you know, in, in my dream life, I'm like running a school that teaches people of all ages, like how to find passion inside them and how to like turn that into creativity, like some form of art, because I'm beginning to feel like that's a lost art form. So like mm-hmm. in a weird way, I feel like by like doing this job, I feel like it's going to connect a lot of other pieces and I'm going to meet the right people or learn the right skills and like just get a little further down the line where I want to be so who knows when when I decide to leave this job and burn everything again who knows maybe that'll be the final glow up before getting where I want to be so huge rose also thank you to everybody who sent nice messages on Instagram and we're like rooting for you so appreciate you what's your button I'm now picturing you as, like, Eevee from Pokemon with all the different evolution (laughs) options available. Um, I think Bud, I got a lot of, like, chores done this weekend, Mm -hmm. one of which I've been putting off for, like, three months, and then it took ten minutes. Was that painting your floor? Okay, that that one was a big project. That one we worked up to because my dad helped with that. We're going to post a picture Um, of that. Kelly sent it to me, and it looks really good. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we'll share a picture, and we'll also share a picture. I have this Ikea shoe cabinet that I put together almost three months ago, and it's just been laying on its side on the floor because, first, <laughs> I wasn't 100% sure where I wanted to put it, Yeah, and I didn't think this through when I picked mm-hmm. it out, but it's the kind that sits flush against the wall, mm-hmm. so it has two front legs and then, like, cutouts to go over the baseboard. Mm-hmm. All I had to do to get it up was to, like, do a little bit of sanding because apparently I have the tallest baseboards oh my God. possible. <laughs> and then it only needed two drywall screws to be mounted. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I just, yeah, i just been putting it off for so long. So yeah. when my dad and, well, okay, no. When we did the second, when we did the first go to the floor, mm-hmm. I was doing the edges. My dad was doing like the paint rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were both busy. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he came and did the second coat, he just did it for me. Yeah, I was like, "What can I do?" And he was like, "Just move the paint tray to where, oh. like, keep moving it down so it's in the right spot for me." And oh my I was god, like, that is busy work, but I'll take it. Oh my god, and I kept him company. That's that's have a big I, part of the job. Have I told you my dad's? payment requirement when he comes and does chores at my house what is the payment requirement his wages for all the jobs he does at my house is he wants two pieces of gum (laughs) 
Oh my god! So this weekend, I sent him home with his, a bag of chips, half a bag of chips. He he won't take like a full bag oh of snacks. God. So if I buy like a little treat yeah. and try to give it to him, mm-hmm. he won't accept it. But if I'm like, hey, I opened this bag of chips last night, mm-hmm. and I don't really like this flavor, but I know you like it. Yeah, like, will you, you take, take this home? Then he'll take it. You have to phrase it like, "I'm doing you a favor." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Um, yeah, so when my mom – and my mom had – I had picked him up, and then my mom came to get him because mm-hmm. they share a car. Mm-hmm. And he and I were just sitting on my front steps eating chips, looking at our, like – we also put on my mailbox, my mm-hmm. new mailbox. Oh, my God. Um, so I think the bud was just, like, checking off a lot of things that, like – They didn't need a lot of time, like, individually, but it's one of those things where you just need to, like, take a day or, like, a weekend and just, like, get through it. Just do it. Yeah. So that's my butt. And I also feel like I, like, every time we do a project, I feel a little bit more confident about, Mm -hmm. like, maybe tackling it on my own. Mm -hmm. Oh, and bud part, too, is that I didn't get upsold (laughs) at Home Depot when I asked where something was. Hell yes. Yes. I walked out only with what I walked in to get. Also the struggle of being a woman at Home Depot. Can we talk about that sometime? Because like, oh my God, I'm fine. I know what I'm here for. I've watched all the TikToks I need to watch. Mm -hmm. I like, I know what I'm doing. Get out of here. Yeah. If I need, I often ask for help just because I'm not always good at reading the aisle signs. So like I can take laps forever and not see what I need to see. There's a small child waving at us again. Classic library antics. Hello. Trying to record Um, a podcast, baby girl. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. I walked in with only what I needed and didn't spend any extra money. And um, remember to get something I've been trying to remember to buy for two months, which is a push broom, so that when I mow my lawn, I can get rid of the extra grass we without live, using my hand. Like We live the most exciting lives. Yeah. People are riveted right now on the These edge of their These are adult seat. success stories. I mean, my butt is just, not to brag, but... Um, I will be working three days a week from home at this job, which Ooh. I'm so excited about. Catch me in my pajamas all the time. Yeah. Um, but we are finally, like, getting our butts going with, like, finishing up some, like, basic renos. John and I had a really good talk the other day of just, like, we were such Tauruses. Like, we just, like, feed off each other, and it's always, like, relaxing, lounging, eat food, smoke weed time. And we kind of had a really good talk where I feel like finally for the first time both of our – like motivations have lined up Mm. and both of us are like I actually feel ready to like take on this project like how do you feel and we're both like right there so I'm actually really optimistic a bunch of stuff is going to get done which step number one was moving the magical like sit up reclining bed out of the guest bedroom and into our bedroom we've been trying to do that for three years because the box spring is so heavy because it's like that's where all the gears and everything are and you didn't just go sleep in that room instead? That was where That would have been my solution. That was where well like our other bed is really comfortable. Like the mattress mm. is nicer, was nicer in our in the master, but the other room was the perfect sick bed because you could just recline up and like read in bed or like play video games, watch TV, so like but now we have the mechanics in the main room, which Ooh. I am I'm literally glowing right now, Kelly. I'm so Because you're having the best sleeps. I mean, we literally moved it in this afternoon. That's why okay. I was so <laughs> tired. <laughs> it took us an hour to move it down the hall. That's how heavy it was. What's your thorn? Um <laughs> Kelly's doing amazing. She has nothing to say on the topic. <laughs> 
If you're doing yeah. good, just say you're doing good. And then I can ruin I'm, your I'm, day because I'm not doing good. <laughs> I'm sure there's something, but honestly, it's mm-hmm. it's a Monday. We're recording, like, earlier in the week than usual. Oh, so nothing bad has and happened I'm, to you yet. Yeah, like, it was a pretty easygoing weekend. Hey, take it and run with it. Mm-hmm. And count your blessings. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's just stable. Yeah. And there's nothing And that's wrong not with that. a thorn. No. But that's... That's just how it is. There's comfort and stability. I will – let me bum you out really quick. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad's going in for – I think it's round four of chemo. Mm. So it's a bit of a bummer. But I saw him today. He, he's doing pretty good other than the fact that he somehow he, – he does the man thing when he's, like, pulling a car out of the garage where they, like, put – the hand on the back in the passenger seat and like look back. I don't know how he did this. He pulled a muscle in his chest doing that. Oh no. I know. So I went over there to see him today and he was just like, yeah, I'm doing fine, except like there's a muscel like right like his sternum basically is sore and he's like pectoral muscle. Yeah. Like my dad's titties are aching (laughs) right now, guys. But yeah, so you know, cancer sucks, but yeah, fuck cancer. Fuck cancer, but it's also, like, in a weird way, like, back to same old, same old. And we were kind of wondering what was going to go on with, like, the experimental treatment and how he would react. So we're, like, in the weird cancer comfort zone. Of, <laughs> like, is, you have a plan now. Well, yeah, we have a plan, and it's nothing, like, that's the trick with experimental stuff is you don't really know what his outcome is going to be. Like, other people who have done it have had really great success, but, like... We don't know. So, you know, if you if you were like anybody you love is dealing with cancer, like, dude, it sucks. But like, at least we have each other. Like, there's something to be mm. said for the the cancer club <laughs> that, that I never wanted to be in. But I'm standing right outside it. And if y'all want to hang out here with me, I could really use the company. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's draw the now that I bummed everybody out. Let's draw the line there. What do you say? Yeah, let's draw the line. <laughs> See you later, guys. Bad at Boundaries is a podcast created by Lisa Hennig and Kelly McGillis. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Bad at Boundaries. Thanks for listening.